What's happening? We'll tell you right now on This Week in Cannabis News. David Wiley from the OZ, OkanaganZ.com slash OZ is joining us. You can follow on Twitter at OkanaganZ and at Wiley Writer. David, uh, great to have you back as always. Hello, hello. How are things uh, in the Valley? Pretty wonderful. Yeah, we're just waiting on summertime here and uh, enjoying those new cannabis products that uh, just keep rolling along. We'll get into that, I'm sure. It's uh, funny you mentioned summertime. I actually uh, played Will DJ Jesse Jeff Fresh Prince song Summertime for my wife today as we were driving around <laughs> because uh, we got about another two feet of snow and it's about minus 26 here today. So I was thinking of summertime. Uh, you guys are a lot closer to it uh, than us. And um, one of the things that um, you and many other provinces uh, have had the chance to experience already are vape pens. We're just getting them in Alberta. What can Albertans expect when they pick up some of these vape pens? What have you liked so far? Yeah, I'm pretty pretty happy and excited for you guys. The vape pens were interesting to me. We've had them in, in BC for a while now, since uh, December of last year. And I never tried them before they arrived in BC. And uh, they're so sometimes you might hear them referred to as oil pens. Um, they contain cannabis distillate or like CO2 extraction products uh, that you vape. And uh, boy, you can make just a big clouds with them. <laughs> um, the, the smell doesn't linger. They're really discreet. They work great. Uh, here in BC, people are generally raving about them. They really like them. There was some fear initially that, uh, you know, over the, the, the vaping illness, the lung illness. Right. And we've talked a bunch about that and how the, uh, the, the CDC has since shown that it's really black market products. Yes. Um, Health Canada's approved these vape carts and, and products, so there's safety behind them. Uh, you know, the, the government's backing them, obviously. Health Canada's got a stamp on it. And I tell you, they, they hit like a hammer. Uh, there's a lot of talk about, you know, go start, uh, start slow, go low with these vape pens. Um, it's probably a good idea. I'd never used them before. My first, my first try with them, I, I'd taken about 14, just big hits off of it, wondering if it was working or not. Yeah. And, uh, I was at space for a little while. Rookie so, move. <laughs> pardon me? Rookie move, eh? Oh my goodness. It was, it was like time had just slowed down for me. Um, and they're, they're really, really interesting products. And for myself personally, I've just, I've stopped smoking, uh, and gone to, uh, you know, dryer vaping and now these new vaping products and edibles. And, uh, boy, these, these ones are pretty cool to try. Well, and I think the the neat thing for a lot of people, um, and I've said this a lot in the past, if somebody has never smoked cigarettes, the idea of lighting a joint might be disgusting. And maybe they don't understand uh, how there's no combustion in flower vape. So this is for them. And, and also, David, you know the exact dosage with every pull that you're getting, particularly, uh, I think, in the uh, disposable ones. But with these, once you figure it out, you know exactly your dosage that you're getting and that you need. 
It's true. It's, uh, you know, that little bit of math and that little bit of knowledge of what the, the strange numbers on the packaging mean. Um, but you can absolutely figure that out. They're, they're really fascinating. And I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing what, uh, what you and what your listeners think of, the, of these uh, when they get a hold of them in Alberta. Yeah, I am for sure. And, uh, you know, there's been a lot of uh, angst with uh, vapes in, in particularly in the United States. And, and you and I have talked a lot about that. These are um, approved by Health Canada. And, and there's been a lot of angst about, you know, the government and, and especially in Alberta, why are they taking so long? But, you know, I have to give kudos mm-hmm. to the AGLC here in Alberta uh, who did their due diligence and, and you know, made their decision a lot quicker than a lot of people were thinking. So um, while, while sometimes we get uh, a little bit concerned, at least these products will be available. And, and this is another, you know, there's a lot of turmoil in the industry that we're going to get to, but this is another way that is going to bring in a new consumer. Yeah. And, and people might be interested too in the pricing and generally you can get them um, for as cheap as about 33 bucks and up to uh, closer to 60 here. Uh, and they sell these uh, battery, they're basically called batteries, and you screw the carts into them with um, 510 thread cartridges. Mm-hmm. So they're all interchangeable. It's a, it's a really a pretty user-friendly system. And the hope is it does bring in uh, more consumers and uh, more people start getting the uh, the benefits, uh, whether it's THC or, or CBD of, of cannabis, because the industry certainly is in turmoil right now. And, and I guess... Mm-hmm. It depends on who you ask. Some will say um, this is uh, the start of a dead end for this industry, and others say a lot of startup industries have experienced some turmoil in the early going. But, you know, the, the the bottom line, David, is that these are real people losing their jobs and hundreds of them. Oh, man, the, the dichotomy of what's happening at the consumer level on the one side and at the corporate level on the other side just constantly astounds me. If we take Aurora, for example, their latest products are just selling steadily in retail stores. The gummies, they can't keep them in stock even longer than 24 hours. Chocolates are just going out. Aurora Drift uh, is very popular. These guys just can't keep them in stock. But back at headquarters, it's like an apocalypse movie. The founder of Aurora, uh, the founder and CEO, Terry Booth, is stepping down. 500 employees who are losing their jobs. Um, You know, and and that, that just hurts on that community level mm-hmm. uh, and more across the country you've got company stock that's just stepping off the cliff and some of these investments of course are helping to uh, to fuel people's retirement savings uh, and whatnot it, you know aurora is not alone the supreme cannabis company since cut about 15 percent of its workforce that, that includes about one-third of its corporate positions tilray said it's going to be laying off 10 percent Sundial Growers also cut staff recently, mm. and some industry watchers are predicting just more to come this year. So which side of the fence are you on? Oh, I, I think I know what side of the fence you're on, but what side of the fence do you think the majority of the people are on? The one that thinks this is the start of the end, or the one the people that think this is just a, a downturn that the industry has to get through? I think it's a leveling out, and people who have a... a a longer view of what the future looks like tend to share that, that it's a leveling out. We're starting to see, um, you know, companies going to the size that they should be. Uh, a lot of companies that seem may have overreached thinking that, uh, that those 
profits that were predicted by uh, big consulting firms like the Watt were going to uh, materialize. And unfortunately, the you know billions and billions and billions of dollars that they thought were going to flow in instantaneously didn't. So now there's some restructuring that needs to happen. And we're starting to see uh, a normalization of the industry on a corporate level. What, um, you know, would you wager a guess on when you think this might take an uptick? You know, is this going to be a year long process, maybe six months? I mean, um, I, I have to think these new products are going to give the industry a bit of a boost. One would think, I, I mean, I, I'd let you know what I thought, but my crystal ball's been on the fritz recently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so no, I, I'm I'm not sure. Well, it, it, I think it has to take an upturn. Uh, unfortunately, like I said, um, we are dealing with real people and uh, and their livelihood. So, um, I, you know, I know some of the people have joined other organizations, and that good that's good. But not everybody is going to and. Um, I, I guess, you know, like you said, it depends on where you are in your life. Some people switched careers for this and are, uh, mm-hmm. and are, and are suffering. So, um, as a whole, it doesn't look good. Um, I think big picture again, uh, this will take a, an upturn at some point, but when that is, like you said, our crystal balls are, uh, are broken. Well, we can look in the past and talk about some of the stories we've discussed, like when BioSteel was, had a large uh, part of its company purchased by Canopy Growth. And, and BioSteel, for people that don't know, um, it's like the Canadian version of Gatorade, but much better. It's a massive sport drink uh, protein supplement company with some very famous faces. And we talked about Canopy Growth buying this uh, a portion of this company, a large portion. But until now, we didn't know what they were exactly going to do with it. And now we know what we will see in store shelves. I love your passion. It always comes through when you're talking, especially when you're talking about cannabis mixed with sports, because mm. I know that you have that depth of sports knowledge. So I can always hear it in your voice. I, if, if we were sitting face to face, I bet I could see that little glint in your eye that happens once these two different things connect um with biosteel yeah we're we're uh, they're starting to move in the direction of getting products onto the market canopy once again uh, on the frontier of uh, the cannabis industry and they've launched these uh, a line of cbd sports supplements and that includes protein powder sugar-free protein gum uh, hydration mix and sports uh, collagen. I, I, I ran that word by you before, and I think I still mispronounced no, it. No, <laughs> you were good. Yeah, you were good. Huzzah. Um, so it's being sold in the U.S. under that BioSteel brand. And uh, it's interesting how the, the use and the acceptance of CBD-based products in professional sports has just changed so much recently. And there are just numerous injuries that happen so regularly um, to professional sporting players. And they, the co-founder of BioSteel, he noted that that negative effect of prescription painkillers, opioids, you know, it's a crisis, mm-hmm. um, has really been significant among athletes. Well, and he would know. Mike Camilleri is a former NHL player who is the co-founder of uh, BioSteel. And, and, you know, the in, in NHL dressing rooms, in NFL dressing rooms, in every professional sports dressing rooms, opiates are handed out. And, and you know, it's, it's yeah. just not right. And Mike uh, probably knew firsthand that he wanted something different. And I've talked to several 
uh, former NHL players that they wanted something different and they looked at this and I mean I, I don't know if Connor McDavid is going to be hawking uh, CBD drinks but I know I, I read that Ezekiel Elliott of the Dallas Cowboys one of the top running backs in the NFL has it in his contract that once they are allowed to endorse these type of products he is going to be their face uh, with this product so um, and, and, and I just think it's so smart to look at non-opiate solutions for injury prevention or injury recovery. I, I, I just think it's a no-brainer. I, I played a lot when I was younger. I played baseball and hockey at um, you know, a decently high level and still dealing with the effects of those injuries today, years on. So I can't imagine um, how it would impact people playing at the professional level and you know really suffering for their sport. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's um, as we've always said, the the greatest thing about legalization in Canada is going to be the research, and um, it's not just going to be CBD. The other hundreds of cannabinoids that we're going to discover, and then you know the products are great. I mean, I just I bought a, a CBD tea the other day. I loved it. It was it was great. Uh, it's a little expensive. Uh, you know, I'm not in the in the habit of paying twenty bucks for three tea bags. But it was something I wanted to try, and I enjoyed it. So um, the the amount of CBD drink products we are going to see over the next little while, I think, is going to be another bit of a game changer in the health and wellness. Yeah, absolutely. We're really recognizing the positive effects of CBD in yeah, particular. For sure. And something I, I think we both want to see are consumption cafes. And, uh, you know, I, I recently went to a, a Nomad Chef uh, cannabis-infused meal, one of the pop-up meals. It was delicious. Uh, they used a little bit of strawberry cream for strawberry shortcake infused. Um, so I, I, I think the idea of this is amazing. Um, do you think we'll ever get places like in, you know, people think Amsterdam where you buy a joint, you light it up. Do you think we'll ever get that? Or do you think it's going to be mostly, uh, vaping and, and, and eating and drinking? I think society itself has gone more towards the, the vaping and the eating and drinking, mm-hmm. but, uh, I, I absolutely think that there are going to be places that cater to those who want to light up a joint. Um, and it'll all be mixed in really. And, at the moment, unfortunately, it's really awkward looking for an appropriate place to consume at public events um, because there really isn't. And it's a weird contrast when you think about the, the entire tents that are set up at uh, festivals and events for consuming alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we have Ontario, perhaps learning from its retail lotto nightmare, <laughs> is actually being progressive in this place. And they're considering giving up less places where people can hang out and get high together. They're saying that they're recognizing that there are additional opportunities here uh, and starting to ask people in the province for feedback on uh, consumption establishments like lounges or cafes, Mm -hmm. uh, or also the idea of issuing cannabis special occasion permits. And those permits would mean the potential of having a weed garden besides beer gardens. I'm really going to campaign to call them weed gardens because I think that's just the right name. It's natural, Uh, yes. It is. Uh, at entertainment venues like festivals uh, or concerts, so that that would be pretty fun. No, so far there's no Canadian jurisdiction that's implemented a framework like this. So Ontario is actually first, um, though we are seeing it some places in the United States where they're allowing people to uh, to consume recreationally uh, in lounges and whatnot. I, I think it's a great idea, and we should shift that way. Uh, I, I want to be social. 
on the one hand, we're talking about how people are, are much more lonely these days than they were in times past. So yeah, let's bring, let's bring everyone out of their hobbles and, uh, and let's hang out together and play some board games or something. I, I think that's a, you know, a game night, uh, where you can consume. I mean, we just, we just talked, uh, this week we did Franco's lemon cheese on uh, what's that strain. And that's a perfect board game strain. So, uh, <laughs> cannabis board games, they go hand in hand. And, you know, you look mm-hmm. at places in the United States in, in Vegas, you're not allowed to smoke outside. So they have created cafes where you can go in and smoke a joint. You can smoke indoors. And, and I talked about the meals. Uh, I still wonder when I, and I still think the first place that's going to allow you to smoke a joint is going to be on indigenous land at a casino or something like that, because that's a bit of a, a gray area when it comes to that, because you can smoke cigarettes there. That's the only place indoors in Canada. I've, I've seen that you can smoke cigarettes. So I still think hmm. that might play a role somehow. Yeah, possibly we've seen, uh, yeah, we've, we've seen different things pop up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, in the Okanagan here, and there, there are quite a few uh, unregulated stores, and it would be nice to see, i said it before, and I'll say it a hundred million times, it would be great to see uh, indig- Indigenous people brought into the yes. legal framework uh, and to make that a way that's, uh, that's easy um, for them would be fantastic. I uh, totally agree. Uh, David Wiley is with uh, the OZ, OkanaganZ.com slash OZ is where you can find it. You can sign up uh, for their newsletter and get all your cannabis news. You can find them on Twitter at OkanaganZ and at Wiley Writer. David, as always, I've enjoyed our chat and I look forward to more news and good news, hopefully, next week. Great to talk to you.